What's up, everybody? It's the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean, and we're on to our second game of the week. It was a barn burner. It was in the second window, and we got a really good look at it, even though the 49ers and Dolphins, which we'll talk about a little later, but the Cincinnati Bengals fought off the Kansas City Chiefs for a 27-24 to victory, a well-earned victory. It felt like two Titans clashing, and it really had a playoff vibe to it. I said early on to my friends that Joey B has playoff face on right now, and they seem to be you know, playing with that type of energy throughout the game, which, of course, didn't hurt them at all. They, they were probably the hungrier of the two teams out there. Not that Kansas City didn't want this game in the worst way, but when you look at the standings, uh, this game means a ton to the Bengals in the playoff race here and puts them in a lot better position to be, be more in the driver's seat rather than having to worry about their fate in in the kind of the bottom tier of that. And it'd be great for them to not have to play Kansas city or Buffalo or even the Ravens or hell the dolphins. Let's, let's throw them all in there. You don't want to play that upper echelon of the, the AFC in your first game. So if you can uh, get yourself in, even with the Ravens, all the better for the Cincinnati Bengals. And they were able to do that. And, And now Lamar has a knee sprain. So there, there could be some more fluctuations there, even though it's not like the Ravens have a murderer's row of teams left to play exactly either. So Lamar out or not, they do have Tyler Huntley. They've got at Steelers, at Browns, Falcons, home Steelers, and then at Bengals to, to end it. So that game could end up deciding the division. It could not. It just depends on what's going to happen with Lamar and how well they play there. But I digress. The point being that the Bengals needed this win a little bit more than the Chiefs did to kind of cement their playoff status at this point. And, uh, but I don't think that with the way that Joey B and the Bengals have kind of shown themselves to be as a team, I don't think that would have been an issue at all. They wanted this win. They wanted to see what they could do against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they, and they definitely showed us in a big way. And it's not like it was a blowout or that the Bengals should feel like they absolutely dominated this game far from it it was a tight game and Kansas City just came up short in a couple of ways whether it be the sack in the end that you know didn't let them get the first down the missed kick the missed opportunities to stop the Bengals uh to end the game and and, or hell going back to the very beginning of the game getting stopped and getting held to the the field goal early I mean there was a lot of things you can point to that could have gone the other way and this game turns out differently, but to the Bengals credit, they, they stayed calm throughout and they took this game by the ball, so to speak, and went out there and took it. I mean, maybe that drive at the end of the game is a little different if the game is tied, but uh, kind of looked like they would have been able to seal it with a nice field goal if they had wanted to at the very end of that game too. So that drive really said something either way, anyway, you could have sliced it in any way this game would have gone down. And it's not like it was just this drive. Either Joe was cool and calm throughout the game. And I thought the Bengals did a really good job of staying balanced and 
continuing to use the run game, which they seem to have the numbers to do throughout the game because the Kansas City Chiefs were absolutely worried about the Bengals beating them deep and having to cover both Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd out there. The Bengals did lose Hayden Hurst in this game to a calf injury, which is not great and takes away a little bit from their attack. He was out on the sideline, though, and it it didn't seem to be insanely serious. And they haven't come out and said anything yet. I'm recording this Monday morning, so that that could absolutely change by the time you're hearing this. But once again, he's out on the sideline. Didn't seem like a huge deal. It seemed more as a precautionary thing. But I have noted throughout the season, as I've been watching the Bengals, he has been additive to their situation. But clearly, it's more about having Jamar chase back in the mix than it is anything else when it comes to this win. Not only did he make big plays, getting the ball down the field on the huge hurdle play, making that third down on the final drive was one of the biggest plays of the game as he basically willed himself to that first down. And then just the sheer gravity of him on the field. It's like it's like having a great three-point shooter that the team has to keep up with all the time or he's going to drain the three. You know, it, that guy has gravity and it opens up the rest of the field for the rest of the team. And really the passing game overall has that type of gravity, especially when you add T. Higgins to the mix who made a bunch of big plays in this game as well. It doesn't get much bigger than the the touchdown that he scored early on, which once again was a sheer wheel play. Joe lays out a nice ball and he's able to run with it afterwards and, and use his physicality to get that touchdown. Very similar play to the Jamar Chase thing. Part of that is their physicality and just how big they are and how strong they are, but it's also Joe showing faith to throw those passes and then throwing them very accurately that gets that job done and can certainly be pointed to as part of the reason that the Bengals got this done. And on top of making those big plays, the gravity we spoke about also has led to a big part of the Bengals offense And it's not just this week. This has been something that has been a thing since the beginning. And that's the check down to Samaj Pirine. And really, Pirine needs his own segment overall because he might have won them this game in in a couple of different ways. First of all, he was running insanely hard and was putting his head down and getting extra yards and, and being physical as a runner. Uh, Him and Najee Harris are going to have a stiff arm off in my video shorts this week Uh, when I make the reels and the uh, YouTube calls them shorts. It's going to be a stiff arm off between Samaje and Najee because they both had really nasty stiff arms uh, in their games this week. And uh, that's just a microcosm of what we see when we see Samaje P. Ryan run because he's not going out of bounds. He's lowering his head and trying to get those last couple of yards with guys and that war on the Kansas city defense. And granted T Higgins and Jamar chase made the big plays on that last drive. And and this game was not just that last drive by any means. 
Uh, it was throughout the game for P Ryan as well that, but by the time they got to that last drive, they were pretty worn down and P Ryan was able to get some big yards to get them in the position that they were in at that point. And that's during a time that the chiefs know that the Bengals want to run the ball and, and they were still able to be successful and the Bengals were able to stay pretty balanced because of that. And when you have a defense that you can kind of keep on a string, as I like to say, and they don't know what you're going to do on a given down, whether it's run or pass, that's when your offense is really going to run right and you're going to be able to do more things because you're going to be able to feed off of that. You're throwing on first down sometimes, you're mixing in play action in there, but you're also able to establish the run and the defense knows that they have to worry about that in addition to Chase and Higgins on the outside and and that makes it a a proposition where you're, you're danged if you do, danged if you don't. And that's what you're trying to create in the NFL. You're trying to create a situation uh, like an option play. And I'm not saying you're trying to create option plays, but you want to say, okay, I'm going to hand this ball off if the defender takes me or I'm going to keep it if he doesn't. So if you're going to shift the coverage to chase, we're going to be able to work it over here. If you're going to if you're going to play straight across the board, then we're going to be able to hit you really hard with chase. So having him back in the mix puts everybody in their appropriate roles which is humongous in the NFL and creates all these different propositions for the Chiefs defense that ultimately they couldn't keep up with. You know, I was really worried going into the game for the Bengals and their offensive line because of the front of the Kansas City Chiefs. But because they were able to maintain this balance I was talking about, the Chiefs were never really able to truly tee it up and go after Joe Burrow in the way that you would like. And they got to him some. The Bengals line is still far from perfect, but he was a lot cleaner than he should have been for a Chiefs win. And it seemed like the Chiefs weren't going after Joe enough. And Joe is such a great decision maker and thrower of the football that that's just not a a good situation for your team. Not that the Chiefs didn't play tough. I thought that they played tough a lot and they, they there was some good coverages and, and the like. And, and that But the thing is, that's what these games come down to. They come down to the ball bouncing one way or another sometimes and and certain plays bouncing one way or another sometimes. And that's how it goes. And for the Chiefs, when they just couldn't be everywhere at one time and Joe was so cool back there that he made him pay like he only had six receptions, but it felt like so much more that Samaj P. Ryan was able to get so many yards when Joe checked down to him, especially later on the the. Chiefs were so worried and so intent on taking everything else out of the play that Samaje is able to slip under the radar and get what he needs to get. And Joe was able to discern that. He was able to distribute the ball to where it needed to go at times. And that's why when, when my friends were making a list of the NFL teams that they thought should be above the Minnesota Vikings, we, we talk a lot of Minnesota Vikings uh, in my one of my group chats. And... They, they left out the Cincinnati Bengals. And I was like, well, you kind of have to include this was pregame, by the way, pre this game. I was like, well, you kind of have to include the Bengals because Joe Burrow is capable of being that guy in the last two minutes that is capable of leading one of these drives down the field to win the game. And granted, it wasn't the same exact thing because the Bengals didn't have to score. But didn't you believe that Joe Burrow was capable of keeping the ball 
out of the Chiefs' hands when he had that ball to end that drive. Didn't you think the Chiefs were probably in a little bit of trouble there? I did. And it's for that reason that I don't think you can leave Joe Burrow out of any game. Now, as we saw with the Tennessee Titans, a front seven that is able to get a little bit more pressure on Joe Burrow and is able to stop the run a little bit more can have a greater effect on the overall offense and can tighten things up. So there, there may be some of that when they run into some of these other teams, but they've got a lot of their horses at this point and their offensive line has seemed to gel a little bit. It's still not perfect by any means. And, and like I just said, a, a, a team with a, a more stout front seven would give the Bengals a lot more problems and may have changed this game. But I, I kind of had those expectations that the chiefs might be able to do that to them. Like I was thinking Chris Jones and Frank Clark and Bolton and all of those guys that they have in the front seven might have been able to get that done. And once again, we're, we're talking about a made field goal and a last drive going differently from the chiefs opening this part of the podcast and the chiefs, being the team that we're talking about first, but because it felt like they were really channeling Joe Burrow. They all were, they were feeding off of him and and his coolness in those moments. And he delivered, he delivered the passes. He throws insanely accurate passes and he's just a, a superior decision maker when it comes to throwing the football. And he's one of four quarterbacks that I love. And Patrick's one of them. This late window was awesome because it had, these two, and then it had Justin Herbert, the fourth quarterback that I love. Uh, I know that the wins have been weird with Justin, but those are the guys. And Joe is so far along for a third-year quarterback that you forget that's what he is. Like him and Justin are in the same class, right? I mean, we're just now seeing Joe the year after the year he was injured. So what's it going to look like when he has a Tom Brady load or maybe not Tom Brady, but when he has a veteran's load of experience and information, uh, it's it's going to look incredible is the answer to that question because Joe really is that good. And the Bengals have put themselves in great position to do what they need to do going forward. On the Kansas City side, just like the Bengals side, you don't want to get too up or down about one game per se. And especially when it's not in the playoffs, obviously, if you want to get worked up about a playoff game that you lose, I'm going to allow for that. But for a regular season game, I'm not getting too worked up, especially when you've been taking care of business versus nearly everyone else. Also, especially when you're one Travis Kelsey fumble away from making this a lot different game if you're able to go down there and score at that time. And it's not like Travis Kelsey fumbling. It's not like he became an early career Tiki Barber in the meantime. So I'm not terribly worried and I'm not trying to be overly concerned about the Chiefs in this moment. However, I could see where if you were looking for chinks in the armor going forward, that losing a game to the Bengals and then having lost to the Buffalo Bills earlier in the year would stick in your craw a bit. I thought the Bengals did a pretty good job of mixing up the coverages and making Patrick throw into a lot of tight windows in this game, and it paid off big time. The Chiefs did run the ball and did manage to stay pretty balanced throughout the game, and which is good. 
and should be what most offenses are striving for. Because as I said, with the Bengals, you want to have the defense on a string, not exactly sure what you're going to do on a given down. Because even for quarterbacks like Patrick and Joe, when the defense is able to key on the pass and really tee up their pass rush, makes everything a lot more difficult. So the numbers said run, and the Chiefs did that to a good extent, and it was effective for sure. I I don't think that I can say that I want to give Jarek McKinnon any more goal line carries. That that part wasn't very effective, but he does uh, provide things in the passing game that Isaiah will supposedly cannot. We haven't really seen him be given a great chance with some of those touches, but I like the combination of Pacheco and McKinnon not having CEH in there gumming things up with him. He just dances too much before he hits the hole. Uh, I like that Isaiah goes in there and hits the hole and then some and really runs angry and runs at a, a faster speed than CEH is just simply capable of at this point. And when you're much stronger than CEH and much more decisive, I think that makes a lot of sense to continue to give him carries. And honestly, I think they could have ratcheted that up a little bit. Um, they they needed, you know, McKinnon in there a little bit more if they are going to use him in the, as the passing down back later on in the game. But still, I, I felt like they, they used the running game, could have used it even more. Even though the defense, it feels like it's a it's a win for the defense whenever they run. But when you're running so effectively and when the numbers say to do so, you need to be able to take advantage of that. And that's something we've been talking a lot about. And we talked about in the, in the other part of this is that you need to make it a, a danged if they do, danged if they don't situation. And the Chiefs have been a lot better about that. And I think that's why they've been so competitive this season and they've been able to adjust to everybody and what they've been able to do to them defensively. But it's not the same thing as it used to be with Tyreek Hill on the outside, too. When the Bengals were able to take away Travis Kelsey, which is a big problem for the Chiefs offense overall, I didn't feel like the wide receivers were able to threaten the rest of the defense in the way that it needed to. Like, yes, MVS, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, gets deep and and does make a lot of those plays, but he also hurts the offense a lot of the time with the underneath stuff and dropping passes too. You know, they ended up scoring when he dropped that touchdown, but still it uh, could have been a lot worse, and that may end up costing the team in the long run. So, you know, you, you paid a third of the price, and got MVS and you ended up getting Juju and you ended up being able to, you know, keep everything intact with the line and everything. But you could tell that the Chiefs weren't able to threaten the Bengals in some of the ways that mattered. And it allowed the Bengals to play the style that they did and, and put it all on Patrick to make really, really tight window throws because there's so many guys in coverage back there covering that up and, and making Patrick and making the offense take it chunk by chunk. That's been a theme throughout uh, since last year, even before they lost Tyreek. So it's not like that would solve everything here far from it. And like I said, I'm not overreacting because this game could have easily gone the other direction. You know, T Higgins doesn't get that first down and Patrick has some time. And we all believe that Patrick can get that job done, but it's good to be reflective in, in games like this and recognize 
your weaknesses. And hopefully the chiefs are, are taking this info and are going to be able to bring it into a, a playoff game plan. Cause I would think that both teams probably held a little bit back from what everything that they saw from both teams, because yeah, they both needed this game fine, but I think they both know that they might see each other again too. So it wouldn't surprise me even in the slightest that they had some plays, you know, that they hadn't unleashed yet. And you you get a feel for how that team may play you the next time. So you're able to develop things to counteract that. So while you don't like losing far from it, you're not that upset because it is regular season. You're still in a fine position to win. And maybe you're not the one seed that that is a problem. And that's something you'd like to strive for. But a, that's not off the table at this point. You're just behind and B the buy isn't always everything it's cracked up to be. Sometimes the team comes out a little flat or is a little rustier for whatever reason, not having played the week before or have just gotten out of rhythm during that time. And with these games, like, like we, like I said earlier, these games have, such a small margin. Like we're talking about that Travis Kelsey fumble. They call him down, whether he was down or not. Like they whistle that play dead because of the forward progress. And we're probably, you know, switching these segments at that point, right? We could very easily be switching those segments. And I think more what this game showed is that the Bengals deserve the respect to be on that level and that the Chiefs absolutely need to take them seriously and everybody needs to take them seriously as a contender at this point. Granted, as I said earlier, there may be teams that are able to get to Joe Burrow somewhat more readily than what the Chiefs were able to do today, like like what the Cowboys did earlier on in the season. So that's why they play the games. They're not The Chiefs aren't just going to lay down if they reach the, the second round of the playoffs and have to play the Bengals or the Bills. By, by no means will they do so. I know because Patrick and Kelsey and all of them are not wired that way. The question is, you know, will the ball bounce their way? What will they have seen from this loss to bring them to a victory next time? But as I said, for me, it just raised my eyebrows a little bit because it just I expected the Chiefs to be able to attack in more ways than what they were able to today. And that's a problem going forward. So we'll just have to watch that and see what it looks like in the playoffs because we're a long ways from those games and there could be a a ton of injuries happen between now and then. The Cowboys just lost their second cornerback for the year. Jimmy G is out for the year. So it can happen on a dime. And uh, we're going to talk 49ers and Dolphins here pretty shortly too. But as you see with Jimmy G, I mean, it can just, it can turn on a dime and your season can change just like that with one broken foot or one twisted ankle or whatever it is. So we'll have to see what shape these teams are at this point, it, 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 but it should be an eye-opening situation for the Chiefs to say, okay, set, we're going to have to focus on the run. We're going to have to get better at our underneath stuff and we're going to need to have some new wrinkles for the Bengals coming up forward. So hopefully they start working on that now. And now they've got film to go off to say, this is how they attack us as we're currently constituted. What are we going to do when they do that next time? And the problem with the Bengals is they're really good at adjusting and showing you different things. So will they have an adjustment? Will they come out with 10 minutes left and not let anybody else score for the rest of the game? I mean, there's a lot of things that we're going to have to look at. And it come could come down to one bounce of the ball. That's how close 
these three teams are. And the takeaway is the Bengals should be on that level too. Now as the balls in the chiefs court to say, okay, this is how we're going to attack y'all next time. And this is how we're going to get to Joe Burrow because Joe can't have that much time. The Bengals, while they dropped back plenty of guys, sure. They didn't seem to have that, that same type of problem. So this is a tough one for me. I, I love both these quarterbacks. I went to Texas tech university, so I love Patrick, but I'm a realist at the same time. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm a real, I'm realistic about them too. I try not to get over my skis because this is a game of inches, millimeters, whatever you want to go to. They may measure it in yards, but the, the margins are so thin that that fumble, a play here and there that can make the difference in these games. And it, and it has for the chiefs so far. So we'll hope that for their fans that they're able to button that up by the end. Well, that's what I've got for this game. Like, listen, subscribe. All those things are important on YouTube. If you're on another platform, downloads are the important one. Uh, for whatever reason, if you listen to it and don't download it, they're not as hype about it, whatever that means. But I appreciate your time. Regardless, going to be a ton of good videos this week. I already have a James Cook and Josh Allen kind of bigger video ready to record the sound. And then there were a ton of good plays this week. So should be plenty of good shorts, plenty of good uh, reels and whatnot out there. So look for that and have a great rest of your day.